0: Because I, I obviously I don't want you know Tim Roy's job is is to cover the Warriors uh, cover the Warriors to do the play by play for the Warriors and I don't want to involve him uh, in in all the drama questions uh, surrounding Kevin Durant and all all the medical stuff we'll we'll, we'll leave that for uh, all of us silly sports talk radio guys to talk about I, I will say though and I, I texted him this uh, last night uh, when when we were coming on and yep that's right Kyle I did text Tim Roy that that is. That is a big one, Dave. takes two more. Thank you. Uh, he had he had this it's call. a okay, play-by-play guys. We all agreed when we played it. We said it several times. This is a phenomenal call.
1: Van Vliet will take it up the floor. Van Vliet down to twelve seconds. Ten seconds. Wait to for Leonard. Leonard catches on the logo. Steps out guarded by Clay Thompson. Six seconds with five seconds. Leonard right side stops feeds Van Vliet. Van Vliet one
2: dribble get the corner. Low it's blocked by Draymond. The game's over. The game's over. The game is over. The Warriors have won. 106, 105. Keep the lights on at Oracle.
1: Dust those seats off. That old barn's got one more dance.
0: There's so much to break down, and you know we enjoy so we enjoy breaking down play by play. You know, we, we try to be students of the game because, well, I can't do it. You can, Kyle, a little bit and we bring Tim Roy on right now with the big game tomorrow. First question. I, well, first things, Tim, con- congratulations. That was a phenomenal call. And uh, how are you doing? Is you, I, I hope the blood pressure's okay right now. Everything's smooth. Do we have Tim? Bring- got to put him on air, man. Oh, th- this button is sticking. I'm sorry, Tim. I got you now. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> that call was fantastic. And I know so you're good. a humble dude. I just want to point out, amongst other things, there were a lot of people that had perfect angles on television and, and 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 cameras and the benefit of all of that that didn't pick up right away that that Kyle Lowry's shot was tipped by Draymond Green. I don't know if uh, you have 2010 vision uh, how that worked, but but that's something you did that a lot of people miss. Congratulations on that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I had a great angle. I was we're in the second row in Toronto on the floor. And the play was to my left, so I had a, a really good angle. It was right in front of the Warrior bench. And then the other thing is that the, the ball just took a little, as soon as there was, you know, the, the contested shot, the ball just did a little sideways spin. And that told me that Draymond had gotten a piece of it. You know, and I picked up on that, and that's uh, – but, again, I had a really good angle to look at it. And, unfortunately and, and for me, that was the case. You know, some, some buildings – it, you know, if it, if that play had been made in other buildings around the league, I wouldn't have picked up on that because I would be up high or away from that corner and in the opposite corner in some places, and so it would have been very difficult to pick it up.
0: You're not making that call in uh, Game 5 at Golden 1 Center. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if it was if it was the corner down below us, I, I might have been able to pick that up, you know. Uh, but but yeah, it's just it's just the way it is right now with with radio and the NBA. But but I was lucky to have that 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 angle, and um, and also uh, lucky to know that it's it's Draymond and and he does crazy things.
0: We're always fascinated by the process for everybody. You know, we talk to Grant all the time and other play by play voices around the league, and uh, I'm always fascinated by the process. Uh, you're you're. not your sign-off, but the end of that call when you're talking about leave the lights on at Oracle Arena, we're coming home. Is that something that you workshop a little bit, knowing that you might have what is a very seminal moment in in Warriors history? Is that something that you're workshopping throughout the day just in case, or is that something that you just leave and decide on the fly, I'm going to lay out, or I'm going to come in with a line, good or bad? What is your process like leading up to a moment like that?
1: Well, I think it was kind of the the theme was, you know, especially after Kevin went down was the theme was just get this game, get it back to Oracle, get it back to Oracle, get the, get the mojo back there a little bit and then, you know, force a game seven and then all bets are off. And so that's what we were talking about throughout the the game, Jim Barnett and, and yours truly about, you know, just get this thing back to Oracle and then, you know, we'll see what they can do on, on Thursday. And so I think that was in the back of my head, you know, when it was coming down the wire, just, just hang on here, get it back to Oracle and, and, and see what you can do there and, and see if we have force a game seven.
0: Tim Roy joining us, voice of the Warriors. As I said in the lead-up to this, obviously there's a lot of drama and a lot of talking heads in regards to Kevin Durant's injury, and here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to bring the play-by-play voice of a team on and ask him to comment on the team's medical staff. What I will ask you about is Steph Curry following Kevin Durant to the locker room, Kevin Durant having his arm around Andre Iguodala's shoulder. For all the talk and narrative, and to be honest, some of it fair, we had the video of the Draymond Green Kevin Durant spat earlier this year it really seems, and I don't know if this is something that's happened lately. I don't know if this is something that's been there all year, and and we, and I mean me, not you, but us in the media, have missed. It really does seem like there is a, a deep bond between Kevin Durant and those teammates, and, and 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 maybe not the fan base, but certainly with those teammates.
1: Yeah, and I think I think going back to you know when when Kevin Durant was trying to decide what to do with his basketball career. And uh, you know the Warriors didn't you know the, the the general manager was there, but they asked him you know hey we're we're gonna go talk to Kevin, you know they came as a group, and I remember Kevin's you know comment was it seemed like they were talking like as one, you know like there, there was one voice in the room, and and so I think he he wanted that kind of relationship, and and you know the fact that the, the, one of the reasons why the Warriors are the Warriors is is that they're they're able to survive the spats and the egos and everything else. And what you saw from Steph Curry is exactly why, you know, they're able to keep all this together is that Steph is Steph. He's an unselfish guy. He's the most down-to-earth superstar you could ever meet. And he cares about everybody. And uh, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't for the cameras. That's who Steph is. And and the fact that he was doing that right in the middle of a game, you know, and Andre's there as well I think it just shows that that you know they they weren't they weren't there just to help a guy get off the floor they were there to, to help Kevin Durant you know handle this moment with his you know basketball life staring in, in the right in the face
2: I want to transition back real quick to to the game if we can here um how much of of an impact did because Nick nurse the the Raptors are rolling and the Warriors can't seem to hit a shot. It looks like their legs might be leaving them a little bit. And then Nick Nurse calls back to back timeouts with just over three minutes left. And it seemed like that gave the Warriors kind of a second win. Their jump start their jump shots started falling. Uh they started flying around on defense again and got some huge stops. Uh how much do you think those timeouts kinda kinda swung game five in, in the Warriors direction?
1: It did, but I understand entirely what Nick Nurse was doing there because If you looked at Kawhi Leonard the last time up the floor, he was gassed, and he needed to to regroup. And, you know, Kawhi is still not the Kawhi of three years ago. As great as he is and as unbelievable as he has been in this playoffs, uh, he is still, you know, physically not the guy he was a couple years ago. And I think Nick Nurse looked out there and said, if I keep this going, he's going to run out of gas, and they're going to get right back you know to the lead. I need to give him a break. And so, um, and it was interesting too, because Kyle Lowry, when he had the ball, kept looking over to the bench, like he expected the Raptors to take a timeout. Like Mm -hmm. he almost knew the same thing. So now I was a little surprised he took the two. He said, well, he was going to lose one. You know, I'm a, I'm an old school guy. I would have ran that group out until, until the mandatory timeout just to see how big of a lead I would have gotten. And, and, um, you know, and and then give them the rest and whatever. And if you take your last time out somewhere down the way you give another breather, that's fine. I I would have run out the the run. But I understand entirely what he was trying to do there.
2: Tim, I got to ask you, um, coming out of that game and coming into this game six, I think losing game five the way the Raptors did can have a really negative effect on their psyche, especially coming into a game six in a... Oracle Arena, that is going to be a madhouse. Do you think if the Warriors jump out to an early lead that losing Game 5 the way that the Raptors did can really affect their psyche tonight?
1: Well, I think it, it, it might affect some of their guys, uh, but I don't think it's going to affect Kawhi Leonard. You know, I'm, I'm really questioning the fact of whether or not he's human right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's uh, some sort of a cyborg in there that, you know, Right. See ball, get ball. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Fuck it. You know, Fuck he – he. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect him. And he's been there before. You know, he's been in the final moments with, you know, San Antonio when they're playing Miami and they, and they have that unbelievable series of beautiful basketball. But um, so I think – but I think it could affect some of their other guys. It's a big stage. And, and, and the finals are totally different than – even a conference finals. It's a different vibe. It's a different, you know, everybody's there. There's, you know, 50 uh, different languages broadcasting the game. You're, you know, those media sessions are entirely different. And so, yeah, I think, I think the deeper this series goes, actually I think the better it is for the Warriors because I think I, I just, you know, Toronto's been going with a short rotation and I think that's going to wear on them as the series goes down and I think also too that the the magnitude of the moment, you know, starts to sink in the closer you get to the absolute end. And so I'm I'm hoping that comes into play for for the Warriors, but I don't think it will affect Kawhi Leonard.
2: Talking with Warriors radio play-by-play voice Tim Roy. Uh, Tim, it looked like Steve Kerr took Alfonso McKinney kind of out of the rotation last game, or at least uh, late last game, and then he was playing Jordan Bell in the fourth quarter. Did we maybe see the last of that of that little uh, switch in the rotation by Kerr?
1: No, I, I don't think so. Just because um, you know he needed fresh bodies out there and he wanted to stay with a little bit of a bigger lineup, and so uh, to to make sure they were, they were getting defensive rebounds. So I, I I think I think Steve Kerr will continue to to try any and all combinations that he can get off his bench, and I think a particular you know. Maybe in Game 6, maybe it is Alfonso McKinney who plays more, but, but maybe in Game 7, maybe Jordan Bell gets another run or Joe to Rebco for a couple minutes, somebody. I think he's going to try all kinds of combinations because now without Durant, he has to replace some firepower. So if somebody comes in and hits a couple of shots, then I think that player going to stay on the floor for a while because they need that kind of productivity. And that's why you know, I think a real key player – for the, for the Warriors in these last two games is going to be DeMarcus Cousins.
0: Tim Roy joining us. Uh, Tim, I, I want to be clear before I say this. I, I've i thought, as many have since last summer, that uh, th- there there's just no way the Warriors lose, and the key there was barring injury this year. And I, I feel like it is the greatest team ever assembled on the floor, again, barring injury. Well, we, we've got injury here. So for me, in game six and seven, now that the Raptors know there's no Kevin Durant, uh, and they can game plan full time around that. Kevon Looney is hurting, as you said. It's not like DeMarcus is full strength. Neither is Clay Thompson. There's so many things going against the Warriors. I have such a I have such a tough time, Tim, seeing them pulling out two in a row against the the, the Raptors. If that were to happen, in your opinion, does that just come down to experience, intangibles, and and I don't want to say the Raptors don't have heart, but heart? I mean, on paper, it's one way, but is this going to have to come down to those things we can't put on paper?
1: Yeah, it might. It might come down to that because you're right. Because now you know Toronto can go back and do what they were doing before, which is they're gonna. You know, Steph Curry is gonna see multiple defenders. Uh, we'll probably see that box and one again. Yep. Uh, so, so I think yeah, the the, the non scorers of the Warriors have to do things to to negate that, and so that that's gonna be a big thing. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think if the Warriors win this, then. I think there's no doubt and no more debate, you know, about their place in history. Yeah. And I think there's no more debate about those intangibles on this team, that they do have, you know, the Rudy Tomjanovich heart of a champion going for them. And so, so yeah, I'm, uh, this, this, this could be, you know, in these last two games, this could be their finest hour.
0: The one drama thing I do want to ask you about is because you were on the floor, there's been so much talk about the reaction of Raptor fans in the arena and and out in Jurassic Park when Kevin Durant went down. We we tried to make the point yesterday, as disgusting as that was, that fans are fanatics and people do stupid things, and we've seen stupid things happen throughout this series, fans, owners, whatever. Um, Was it, I don't want to say was it as bad as it seemed on TV, but when you looked at that situation, did you see both sides, or is that just, bottom line, one of the grossest things you've ever seen?
1: Well, for me, first of all, say I don't think it's reflective of the entire fan base. Sure. I don't think it's reflective of Toronto of the country of Canada. Um, you know, I was walking around Toronto with a Warrior polo on, and some guy stopped me and I thought, "Oh no, I got Warrior gear on. He's going to give me a hard time because it gets my Finals experience has been in Cleveland." So, um, right. right. So, <laughs> so uh, and those people, they they take it a little more serious than most. Okay? <laughs> right. So, uh, so. uh no, the guy goes, hey, it's a good-looking polo. Welcome to Canada. I'm going, oh, my God, that's great. Right. But, uh, but, but it, it was palatable. It was palatable. You, you could, it was definitely, you know, a, a cheer. And then you got a guy, people were waving goodbye to him, and he's still on the floor, for God's sakes. Um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be positive and say, okay, they got caught up in the moment where they thought, okay, he's going down, we're going to win. You know, we're going to win the title. Yep. And so maybe that overwhelmed them. But it, but the fact that their players had to come out and say, "No, no, what are you doing?" Um, that was a little. Uh, I was really surprised, to be honest with you. I was kind of shocked.
0: Last thing for you, Tim. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, and if I have, I apologize. Uh, what do you do with your rings? And do you break them out? Are you a put them in the drawer guy? What do you do? Uh, I insure them. That's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is there a situation like a dinner, an awards banquet, you know, where you just you, yeah. you need a little extra bling in there? Come on. Well,
1: if I, if I go to a speaking engagement, I might break one of them out. Okay. Uh, simply because the the people who see it that may be the only time they get close close to a ring like that. And sure. and and granted, I have a staff ring. I don't have a player ring, so there's a big difference there. Uh, right. But. Um, but it's, they're still wonderful and tremendous and awesome. And, and occasionally, like if I go to a, a dinner party and somebody says, "Hey, you know, why don't you bring? You know, hey, my you know, cousin's coming over. Can you bring over you know, one of the rings or something like that?" And I'll say, "Okay, sure, I'll do that." But but most of the time, they stay locked up and 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 uh, heavily insured.
0: Gotcha. I'm just I'm just glad you're not. A, <laughs> I leave them in the drawer. They never see the light of day.
1: I mean, you know, I I, I try to. Um, <laughs> I, again, like I try, I try to do it with with people so that they sure. they have fun with it, you know, and that they can see it and and um, and, and and enjoy it. So I, I, I try not to do it too much. Once in a while, wear it out with some grown ups for dinner or something like that, but but not too much.
0: People ask you to put it on every once in a while
1: uh they uh, they do and then my 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 line's the same wherever if i have it, I have it with me i say you can you can put it on but if it doesn't come off the finger the finger comes with me
0: <laughs> <laughs> tim roy's got one of the biggest calls of his life uh tomorrow and i think warrior fans uh would say hopefully uh two more calls this year but certainly the final game we do know this no matter what the final game. Uh, at Oracle and even be a diehard Kings fan can tip my cap uh, to that crowd throughout the years. That is a, uh, that is a raucous atmosphere. And I imagine it's going to be about as loud as it's ever been, if not louder uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll be listening for you. I know you're busy and we appreciate you giving us some minutes. Good luck tomorrow, Tim.
1: Oh, thank you, Deborah. I appreciate that. You know, I've been really lucky that, that, you know, throughout my broadcasting career in the NBA, I've had two really great buildings that were loud and great fan base to work in Arco and Oracle. And uh, and that's that's not to be taken for granted because I knew going into both buildings every night, I never had to worry about energy. The energy was going to be inside the building.
0: Well, here's to you and Gary Gerald facing off one of these days in the playoffs, huh?
1: Oh, we got to get that done. I, I thought know. it was going to be this year too. I really did. We need really to re- wanted re- it
0: to be this year. We need to rekindle the Mayor's Cup from back in the day. <laughs> we got there. It. We go. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, buddy. Exactly. A- always appreciate All you. Right. Thanks, Tim. Take care. That's uh, that's Tim Roy.